Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is your spot. As always, big show lined up today. We'll hit uh, all of your big boys, NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL as well. Uh, it is Thursdays with the Maestro today. Mike Palm's going to join us in studio, the VP of Circus Sports, coming up in two hours. Matty Vaskersian on Major League Baseball, back into the program. Brian Geltzeiler, who covers the NBA, coming up in 90 minutes. Good fun. As well. Which is, uh, is it? Is the NBA good fun right now? Uh, no, it's not. I guess if you're just, well, you had the Mavericks last night, so that was good for you. But Warriors, Warriors. Jesus, yeah, you have Ma- I'm sorry, you have Maverick series. That's right. You have Warriors for the game last. So um, not a good, not a good start. Did you did you finally but, change your that. mind, Paulie, and go with the largest lead over last night? No. Or did you just say you're done betting that all together? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll I might try it one. I'll try it one more time tonight, and then that's it. I swear to God, that's it. Uh-huh. That keeps cashing. That's 11 of 12 blowouts now. Can we get a close game here? Or I at think least that's... one that comes down to the last two minutes. I mean, it's been since Milwaukee, Boston, middle of that series. That's now seven consecutive games in the NBA playoffs where the margin of victory is at least 10 points. Unacceptable. Fluky, but uh, very disappointing in the opposite of hockey. But the other thing is I'm not going to panic here with Dallas because they were routed in the three road games in Phoenix. So uh, Kidd has been awesome making adjustments, and he was surprised. I think we all were. That It makes sense, too. And it was Wiggins' idea about picking Luka up full court and putting pressure on him. And trying to wear them out. That's a good move. Mm-hmm. But, you know, listen, three of 23, contested threes, eight of 25, wide open threes. They couldn't make a damn thing. Well, I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so simple, really. And it sounds so dumb, but that's what it comes down to, right? We talked a lot about that with the Celtics and the Heat. If the Celtics are going to hit their open threes, yes. they will win that series. And they were red hot in the first half, and that went away in the second half. Well, what happened last night? The Mavericks started three of nine. They took 19 threes in the first quarter. And they could not hit the broadside of a barn. And then at halftime, that number was 7 of 29. For the game, they finished 11 of 48. Anytime you have those numbers in a first quarter half or for a game, 
you're more than likely going to lose. And last night, it wasn't even close, and the game was over with basically because the, the adjustments actually happened. Remember when the Warriors were so good there for so many years in the third quarter? Right. And they would just take teams out no matter what games were over with with like four minutes to go before the fourth quarter even started. That was the story last night, too. When they came out in the third quarter, well, and said, okay, we have a nice nine-point lead right now. We're going to end this thing but before the fourth quarter even gets here. You knew they were in trouble. There's four, we're four minutes into the second quarter, and it's a tight game. But Clay hadn't scored, and Curry had four points. Oh, here, here's so I mean, you knew it was coming. So like what, what do you want to do with this now moving forward, though, right? Like I talked about with the Mavericks yeah. three-pointers. At one point last night, Steph and Clay were a combined two of 12. Two of 12. But the rest of the Warriors were 18 of 23. Yeah. So that's not going right. to happen. They're not going to be 18 of 23. But Clay and Steph are not going to be two of 12 well, very yeah, often. You're leaving Looney wide open for dunks. Uh, Wiggins is knocking down shots, which he can do. Poole continues to play well. Uh, Porter gives you a boost. He knocked down. I mean, you're right. The others were terrific. And then Curry got going in the third quarter. And that was all she wrote. And outside of Dinwiddie, nobody did anything for Dallas either. So uh, that's the, for what it's worth, that's the point prop that I landed on last night. Dinwiddie was actually the same as Finney Smith. We talked about Finney Smith yesterday, but Dinwiddie was 11 and a half. That will definitely adjust for game two because the guy's now been, you know, hot with the scoring. I will give you this. Some of the props were available last night. How about this? The matchup props. You can find some nice plus prices in these matchups. How about Andrew Wiggins plus 190 versus Jalen Brunson last night? More points. That was plus 190. Draymond Green was plus 230 against Finney Smith. That came in. He outscored Finney Smith? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Steph was 2-1 to one over Luka to have more points. Luka had 20. Steph had 21. Uh, Steph Curry, to have a double-double last night, was 6-1. to one. He got there. He led everybody with 12 uh-huh. rebounds. Yep. Well, yeah, Luka had 20. So that was, uh, you know how the game was going to go based on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe too many beverages before the game? Is that something we have to? Well, here, here's Those the pictures thing. that were all over social media. I retweeted it too after Veasan tweeted it that he's he's having a couple beers at lunch with Boban. Right? Who needs mustard? I can reach. Eh? Mm. <laughs> Look at the size of his hand. <laughs> Look at that in, the, in that photo you saw. Look he, at this he, thing. It's Andre at, the Giant. Yes, look at Boban. Look, Boban's hand. I actually think, think he should get some run in a couple of minutes uh, from t- time and time again. Uh, but from time to time, rather. But look at that. He's, he's, he extends his hand there as they're having lunch, and Luca's getting after it with the cocktail. Look, you, you could fit two glasses of <laughs> beer into his hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he could double fist with one hand and go, okay. Sure. Yeah, how do you like this? He, did you rip your head right off? Like, no problem. Squash uh-huh. it like a grape which I love John Wick, but come on, you're not beating that guy in a fight. <laughs> um, so here's what I need to know. Is this part of the pregame ritual for Luca? like every single day? Could be. It, it might be. Never know, yeah. People want to joke about the McDoubles and the Big Macs. Skittles. Skittles. And, yeah. A little vodka. Yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe maybe he has a beer or two every single game day. I don't know. I mean, Jordan was unbelievable when he would whack oh, down sure. a, Absolutely. You know, 8, 10, 12 beers on game day. The Jeremy Roenick story. Yeah. They're, they're out playing th- 36 holes, and he's like, you got a game. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. We're going to win by 40, and I'll have 40. I'll have 40 Ronick, tonight. Ronick calls his bookie. Yeah, he lost everything. Yes, he did. Jordan, Jordan's drinking on the course, and he torches everybody. Because <laughs> they, 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 they played, right? What was that story in the last dance? They played 18, and MJ's like, you want to go again? Ronick's like, we're drinking. You're going to play another 18? You got a game yeah, they tonight. they have a day off. Ronick's got a day off. Yeah. The Bulls play the Cavs that night. <laughs> I mean, that's how... <laughs> Jordan's like, I gotta make things interesting. I'm too I dominate the sport too much. Yeah. How can I yeah. I'm gonna have like twelve cocktails while I'm golfing? <laughs> Whatever it is. How about the hockey? Can you believe that? Well, which game? Uh, okay, well the late game. I mean, because the late game was historic. It was the highest scoring playoff game since ninety three, which also involved Calgary and was the same score, nine six against the Kings. Uh, well, I loved it last night because oh. uh he, here was the deal, right? So I'm I'm on the NBA game. I have the NHL game on a TV as well. And because it goes to overtime with Carolina and the Rangers, as soon as it ends, they go, I did not I did not flip around. I wasn't looking for the start of the Calgary game. As soon as it flips over, it's three minutes in, it's two nothing. I'm like, oh, that was fast. That's a bad job. You can't yeah. that was a bad job. Start the other game while we're at intermission. We're getting ready for I overtime. Would agree. I would agree. Right, because then you missed so, it. So I, I missed I, I told, the... What happened? Yeah. Yep. Fastest so in history. I, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Fastest. And two. it turned out they got two goals in the first minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the highest I saw in play was 13 and a half goals to be scored. Yeah, it went over. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I know I, I've been calling it the battle for Alberta. I know it's called the battle of Alberta. I actually prefer battle for because it, to me, if you call it the battle for Alberta, that's like a loser leaves town match in the WWE. 
If you lose, you got to go somewhere else. I think Edmonton Oilers fans today watching the show on Sportsnet Canada would be like, yeah, Mike Smith. He, yeah, that's fine. If we oh, lose, he's got to go bye-bye. Bad. Oh, is that bad? He gets run that early? Terrible. The first and the third goal, especially the first one, horrendous. Mm-hmm. How about Markstrom, though? I mean, that's the thing. It's 6-5 at the end of two, Calgary, but the shots are 40-18. to 18. Mm-hmm. Markstrom, the second, well, there's so many here, but the second and the third goal, terrible. Poor form. Square up. Face the shooter. What are you doing? Horrible angle. He allowed Way back in the net. Those were terrible goals that Markstrom gave up. Gave up all six in the game. Yeah. Who saw that coming? 9-6 final. My God. Uh, 1982, L.A. beat Edmonton 10-8. Pittsburgh beat Philly 10-7 in 1989. Edmonton beat L.A. 13-3 in 1987. Wow. 1990, L.A. beat Calgary 12-4. 1995, Moorhead beat St. Cloud Apollo 10-3. I was pulled in the second period. Uh-huh. Some of your, your all-time. How many did you give up? Six, a lot, seven? A lot more than that. Well, you I think Colin had the hat trick. Matt Colin had the hat trick. Huh. But that's, uh, I, I certainly didn't expect that. But that was, that was well, wild. We, we, thought, we, thought, we, we talked about the under yesterday, how it was six and a half at, at some books. But we called Dennis Bernstein. Yeah, on, on Monday, we were Over. kicking around, like this, or Tuesday, this series is going to be more open than what we saw, way more open than the Dallas series. That made a lot of sense. Uh-huh. But to produce 15 goals, I mean, come on, that's silly. Bet Rivers offers exact score. They didn't even list it. Uh, nine to five was 200 to one. So I imagine we're talking 250, 225. Oh, wow. For the exact. And then they uh, scored three goals in every single period. Yeah. I mean, madness. It was madness what uh-huh. happens. Come on. Uh-huh. The other game, too. I, I, Carolina didn't play well, and they still won. Carolina stunk for two periods. I would agree with that. And they still got the win. Mm-hmm. So they, they outrangered the Rangers. I mean, Gallant, compete, battle, work hard, pucks on the net, and that's what they did. That's why you always got to put pucks on the net. Well, that's that the fluke, just a deflection, and overtime, there you go, game that's, winner. That goal in overtime, that's the definition of just put the puck on the stupid net. Yep. Put it on goal and see what Never happens. Never know what can happen. No, the whip around shot like that. Or and it gets deflected. Well, then they have the, the guy's got the wide open net late to put him. I know it was after the crossbar, which would have tied it. But they have a wide open net to go up two nothing. He misses it completely, uh-huh. and then they score late and they win in overtime. Oh my god! Right. Well, I, I will say that the first goal that they scored, the, the equalizer there to make a one one with two minutes to go, that was you. You really have to appreciate like the skill level, the athleticism of uh, a lot of these goals that are sco- scored in hockey. The teamwork that was beautiful. That was exquisite last night yeah. to tie it up at one apiece. Yeah. And Aho not to give up on it the way because Chesterkin actually stopped the original shot. Yes, and you thought he was going to be past the net, and somehow he comes back, and it just got a beautiful deflection. He puts it back in. Mm-hmm. Interested in game two now. That's tough. See where the Rangers are at. I mean, they just Carolina didn't have hardly any scoring opportunities or not. You saw the interview middle of the game with Brindamore. He's like, "We're sloppy with the puck. Oh, the shots weren't there. Nothing. Yep, nothing. But they won the game still." I will tell you that, I mean, for the Flames, though, to be in back-to-back games where they have outscored. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they won both of them. But it was, what, 67-28 against Dallas? Mm-hmm. And they had to win in overtime? And last night, you were you were crushing the Oilers with the shots on goal? And at 6-5, end of two? That's a little odd. It's a shame, right? Mike Smith, either Patrick yep. Waugh or he's, you know, me senior. He's you. Terrible. Yep. Terrible. The first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Up next, we will recap more of last night's betting action with win some, lose some, and a terrific gambling story involving a bachelor party, tens of thousands of dollars being spent, one of the best cities in this country, and hitting a 100-to-1 shot to pay for all of it. Details on that coming up next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to Ian. Uh, Strews has gone over two and a half threes and 11 of his last 15. Is that right? Okay. Hence the minus, what, 170, I think yeah. I said on that? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, for real or Fugazi, first time we'll trot this out here on Follow the Money and throw a bunch of different uh, gambling topics out there. Uh, Paulie, per pu- uh, Buster Only, Major League Baseball reporter on ESPN, he reported this yesterday. Rival execs say Nats uh, may be compelled and motivated to move Juan Soto this season he's 23 years old do you think this report is for real or is it fugazi oh it's uh i I don't think he would make it up i think yes and that would be real and spectacular whoever gets him guy's a star player i thought he should have won the mvp last year Uh i mean i I don't you can never really get fair value for these guys too in baseball you really can't i mean how many times you see big stars trade it's like that's all they got for yeah of course oh that'd be a mistake okay so held Compelled and motivated to move him. Yep, yep. So, Soto getting traded, and you can't say this about too many players, I think, in the sport, would change the entire future market. I mean, if he would go to the American League, whichever contender that would be, and reports say it's the Blue Jays. The Blue Blue Jays could be all in on him. That's from several reports that I read last night. In the National League... What's the compensation? Well... Was it floated at anyone? I didn't even... What would it take? For the Blue Jays side, I never really, they're going to have to give up, you know, a ton of prospects. I, I did see some names mentioned if he's traded within the National League, and the Padres are the team that was kicked around by everybody yesterday. 
like C.J. Abrams is their top prospect. He was kicked around along with uh, Mackenzie Gore. That'd be the starting price for the Padres to give up. But if I'm the Padres, I say, I don't even blink. I'm like, of course, these are great prospects. You can have them. We want Juan Soto. Make the sure thing. Of course. You don't know. Right. He's 23 years old. It, it, this would change. At one point this year, this would, they bat him second in the order, which is now a common thing because you put your best, best hitter there. At one point this year, he had eight home runs and 11 RBIs. Nobody gets on base in front of the guy. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Come on. It's like the Wiggins love thing. Wiggins was the uh, number one pick, whatever he was, yeah, the number yeah. one pick, and then they like, we can have Kevin Love, who's an all-star? Sure. Got to make that trade on principle. Yeah, Wiggins never played a second in the NBA. Wow. Okay, we'll take our chances tough. here. Jesus, you're winning. You're going to the playoffs every year. You win the World Series, and now it's, oh, there goes Max. There goes, you know, Strasburg's always hurt. They get rid of Soto. I got to tell if, you, if, I mean, to trade 23 years old, arguably, arguably oh, like, well, it's not, you can't even debate it. He's like a top three, top five player in, all, in the entire sport. Yes. He's that good. Imagine if he goes to the Padres and they bring back Tati sometime in June, Machado, that look lineup. A, look at Hosmer's numbers. Yeah, having a nice season. It's unbelievable. It is. Real or Fugazi? Not only will Deshaun Watson be suspended this year, it's going to be at least five, six games. Well, I, I think that that is for real. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if it's four, but he is most definitely going to get suspended. They're meeting with him. It's not good. Uh, they're leaking uh, testimony of uh he had one of the massages, and the girl cried, and he had to call and apologize. It, they asked, why was she crying, though? And he said, I don't know. But then she was the first girl to come forward. Mm-hmm. It's Josina Anderson. This is big. Regarding the future of the situation in Cleveland, the word I keep hearing over and over is precedent. You have to look at every single case to touch those areas in the personal conduct policy on sexual misconduct. That precedent is either the floor or the minimum. NFL source on Trevor Bauer. Look at what happened to Bauer and what baseball did. If people don't think that's on their radar, on people's radar, and public opinion matters, you think the NFL wants to be the organization that says sexual misconduct against women means more to one league than the other? Cool. Think about it. Absolutely, I agree with them. The other thing, two things. Number one, they might have to kiss and make up with Baker Mayfield if this guy gets six games. And you think Mayfield's going to say, uh, "Okay, that's cool. I'll well, come back." Not if he believes that they uh, set him up to fail and made him look ridiculous on the Monday night game on well, purpose. But the other that that'll be hard. But no one's going to give him that kind of money. But the other thing is Mike Florio had this pro football talk. The Dolphins were going to trade for Watson. The stipulation was you have to settle the 22 cases. He was only able to settle 18 of them. And then just like, well, if I can't do all 22, that's it. He should have settled 18 of them. But the Dolphins were under the impression that he was going to get six games. And they were confident in the the number. So... It also could be one of these where we'll give you four, and then when stuff this plays out, and we'll see down the in the upcoming months, what, so, then we can always go back and revisit it. I it, 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 could it be is one of those. It is difficult to predict what Goodell and the NFL will do with suspensions. You never really know, but based on the precedent that they've set, I mean, it has to be a minimum of four games. It just it kind of it has to be right with what they've done with other players in the league, and then if it's more than that. I don't think you're going to be yeah. surprised. Look, the Browns are the shortest shot. To then win. This is ridiculous. They're going to win the North? No. From a, from a betting standpoint, that's lunacy. They're as low as plus 175. He's getting suspended. I would like to find a no on that right now. They, t- they took all this time to gather information and talk to people. Now they're talking to him. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna, When they meet with him, and then what's he going to say? I mean, this leaked, uh, great, what is it? Uh, Testimony? Uh, yeah, uh, Deposition. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. By the this way, is, I mean, why are you reaching out to the, this gal? Why is she crying after you gave her a, she gave you a massage? What in the world happened? So, for the record, the Westgate here in Las Vegas, they posted every single game in the NFL yesterday. You can bet the point spread on every single game. They put up Week 18 numbers. And by the way, that includes, and I had to do a double check, right? Double take. They have every single game up for the Browns. So you can go there and fade the Browns yeah. if you would like four, in, four, in the first six weeks. Yeah, sorry, they're four and a half at Carolina. And also, do you like the Jets over five and a half? That's heavy steam. That's up to over minus one fifty now. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jets play them in week two. That's right. I mean, if you, you that, that, that's that's huge. If you like the Jets over, or just take the points. Period. They did sign Brissett, Jacoby Brissett in the offseason as well. That kind of tells me that Mayfield's not going to be back, regardless of what happens with Watson. And I, I don't I don't think Baker Mayfield's the kind of guy that's going to be you know he holds a grudge against everybody. Yes, he does. So. Uh, Yankees pitcher um, Nestor Cortez is second in all of baseball 
for ERA among qualified pitchers, 7th and FIP, 10th and XFIP. His 1.2 war ranks 9th. He's around 16-1 to 1 to win the American League Cy Young. Is this for real or Fugazi? Oh, absolutely real. I can't believe it's still that high. Now, Verlander's getting it done. He's off to a great start. Uh, Gossman, bit of a hit yesterday. But this is, this is, he's doing it every single day out there. Game in, game out what he's doing. The, the entire Yankee staff is doing it. As they, they win every day, it seems. Mm-hmm. But uh, absolutely. I think there's still value in this guy to win a Cy Young. So after it's his, been filthy. Yeah, huh? after his first start this year, I looked at every single book that I could find, right? And he was not on the board. And then event, <laughs> eventually, he was posted. The best number available was 60-1. to 1. I'm like, mm, I need to see a little bit more from him. So I missed the 60-1. to 1, but he, he went to 45, to 40, to 25. Now he's down to that 14, 15, 16 to 1 range. Guy's been lights out. Yeah, what was it, two, three times? He's had a no-no late in the games? Uh-huh. Yes. Striking out a ton of batters. Um, and finally, like next week, Top Gun Maverick hits theaters. It's been, you know, 25, 35 years in the making, I should say. We got an email from Scott that his offshore book was offering a prop months ago. Will there be a beach volleyball scene in Top Gun Maverick? The yes was 12 to 1. You had to bet it on principle. I'm sure it had a small limit. But actually, it was taken down and settled on Sunday or Monday. He thinks a bookmaker or two saw the advanced screening. It was graded no. There was a beach football scene in the film, not beach volleyball. Oh, God. How about that? Uh, Christ. But you you are, can't do that. I mean, Cruz is in well, How old is that guy now? I bet you he's I mean, still. He I, bet, I bet you he's ripped. Yeah, he's he almost 60 him, years old. Yeah, I'm ready for Mission Impossible. Yeah. I, what's I the say, kid's name? Miles Teb. What's his name? Teller? Ah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know about him. But you're uh, still. Apparently, he's good in the offer. This is supposed to be dynamite. That's what I hear, too. This mob thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's supposed to be very good. So you're not stoked to go see Maverick Top no, Gun? No, okay. No. Uh, on, on a side note, more of these markets should be available for us to bet on. Yes. When, when a TV show doesn't get, like Ozark, right? When all 10 episodes are dropped in the same day. Like, I want to be able to bet on what's going to happen next Monday night on Better Call Saul. I want to have a couple of props out there. What are the limits, though? It doesn't matter. Put up, I don't in, care. In Nevada? Yeah, yeah. And, and put $20 up, limits? Put up $100 limits. Entertain us. I want to be entertained by having some action on it. It's a nothing bet, obviously. Okay, then you just see what you're made of as a bookmaker. Yeah. If, like, it, who dies? It's like a, if, if, if you see a couple limit bets right off the bat, you say, okay. Gotta, I'm fine with that. Got to move that. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't sure. think any book would put up a $500 yeah. limit. They're not going to put up a dime limit. Yes. There's no question. But to have a little a little piece, to make some make some bets on it, they you did get that. creative with it. Several places did that with Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, how many people would really know that when you have to sign confidentiality and all that other business? Sure. I'm, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Real, uh, real. Good. The first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Get a 100% uh, first deposit match now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21+. plus. The offer is not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Uh, a Wednesday night recap coming up next. And a look at tonight's card. Is that the zigzag theory that I hear walking down into the ring tonight? We will uh, run that by you coming up next here on Follow the Money. The Sports Betting Network. Dominance with MLB totals. That's what you get with David the Dominator Hess, one of the top cappers at Winners and Winers. 63% this year. He has, uh, likes the slate today, even though it's a small slate. He's a total that he loves. You can get it by texting Beeson to 320-350-3500. Get his MLB freebie by texting Beeson, area code 320-350-3500. NBA now. Brian Geltzeiler joins the program. Hoop, uh, HoopsCritic.com also hosts on SiriusXM NBA, their channel over there. Brian, thanks for the time today. Um, are you enjoying these games? A lot of blowouts here lately. Well, I will tell you, I definitely enjoyed Boston-Miami just because Boston hung around a little bit much more than I enjoyed last night's Warriors-Mavericks game, which mm-hmm. was really, it was, I, I, you know, the Mavericks kind of hung in there um, till the, I mean, even by the end of the third quarter, they were only down nine. They had, I mean, I had taken an absurd amount, 29 three-point attempts in the first half of the game, which is patently absurd. Um, and then they <laughs> came out for the third quarter, and they just got blitzed. And, yep. and you know, they, 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 the thing for the Mavericks, a couple of things that were a little distressing for them last night. 
number one, you expect them to perform a little bit better defensively. There was a lot of defensive failures. And although the, the Warriors generally didn't get to play the tempo that they love running up and down the floor, when they did run, it was an Achilles heel for the Mavericks. The other thing, they got out-rebounded 51-35. to 35. Killed in and the glass. that mm. is killed. And that's going to be a really long-term problem in this series if they can't fix it. The Warriors defended them very well. They invited them to take a lot of threes. The Mavs fell into that trap of taking a lot of threes and just didn't knock down a lot of open shots. And that's the other part of this. But if they don't do something about the rebounding, the other thing is this. You know, listen, I, you know, as good as Luka is, and, the, and he's wonderful, a good, a really, really good defensive team can kind of load up on him a little bit when everything is in his hands all the time. I thought the Mavericks had a very interesting stretch of the second quarter when Luka was out of the game and the ball was in Brunson's hands more. And I think playing Luka off the ball, putting him at the elbow, and, and just kind of messing around with how you're going to use Luka and not use him traditionally in the way that you always have with the ball in his hands all the time is going to is going to create some openings for other guys because if they don't start, they got killed from two last night. Mm -hmm. Golden State got, shot so much better from two-point range, more shots, better shots. If the Mavericks don't start to get some easier buckets from two-point range in the half court, this series could end quickly for them. Yeah, uh, that's a good observation, by the way, because it looks like a different team when the ball is in somebody else's hands, not named Luka. So then again, going into game two and what happened last night, I guess your biggest takeaways there, as you pointed out, the Mavericks 3 of 19 from 3 at the end of the first, which is just absurd, and then 7 of 29 at halftime. But on the flip side, the Warriors, Brian, uh, Clay and Steph started 2 of 12, but the... The others on the team were 18 of 23 at that point, and they were, they're still ahead, obviously. Correct. And listen, Wiggins was great last night. And yes. The thing for the Warriors is Wiggins is going to play that well. And really on both ends of the floor, I thought, you know, one of the things I looked at when I analyzed the series from the beginning is who the hell was going to guard Luka, right? I thought Wiggins did a pretty decent job on him last night. Yeah. And granted, they loaded up on him behind and they helped him. But, you know, as the primary defender on Luka, he fed him towards the help. They put Luka in the areas of the court that they wanted to. They sealed off the paint a little bit and kind of tried to fan him out in, in, uh, onto the wings um, uh, off the bounce. And I thought they did a fantastic job of that. So, you know, you're, gonna get, you're not going to get that kind of production from Wiggins every game. The thing that I was worried about with the Mavericks a little bit defensively was that they did a decent job on Curry. They did a decent job on Clay. You know, but can they? Do they have enough good perimeter defenders to deal when they when the when the Warriors go really small and have Thompson, Curry, and Poole on the floor together, and they handle all three? I don't think they did a good job of that last night when those units were out there. What adjustments would you make if you're a Yudoka here? And uh, do you let Butler go off and try to take away the others, or are you more focused on the Vincents who've been great in, in home games and Struess and and these kind of guys? Are what, what would you do if you're Boston and Yudoka now in Game Two? I wouldn't overreact, and, and I say it in this respect. Miami put that game away on them, essentially by doing one thing and one thing only. Peyton Pritchard had to be on the floor in the absence of Marcus Smart. They just needed the extra ball handler. They mm -hmm. needed the extra shooter, and although he didn't shoot well and didn't have a good game, Miami absolutely abused him defensively. So what happened is that whoever Pritchard was on was put in every pick and roll. Boston refused to switch those pick and rolls to keep Pritchard off Butler which I agree with. I think that's the right way to go. The problem is every time Butler got a step off Tatum when they weren't switching because the screen just held Tatum up just enough, Butler was able – all you got to do is give Jimmy Butler a small step, and I don't care who's guarding him. He's going to find his way to his spots in the mid-range. That's exactly what he did. And then when Boston would commit the extra defender, which normally was Robert Williams coming from the baseline – then you had open threes. P.J. Tucker hit a corner three on that. Like, they had Hero hitting threes from there. So, like, you, you end up, you ha he's going to have to figure out the thing. Two things are going to help you, Doka, here. Number one, Marcus Smart returning is going to allow you, when they want to do that now, and if you're going to have Smart in that pick and roll, they'll just switch it to Smart on Butler, and they won't worry about that. So you, you have that option as well. The other thing is you're going to need to bring help at Butler that's not one pass away. So when and I would help on Butler. I double Butler earlier, 
and I would bring help from the weak side all the way over to Jimmy. So at least if they're going to try to go to where the help's coming from, your defense has time to rotate and adjust. And Boston's very good at rotating to the weak side. So I, I think they're, they're not complicated adjustments for you, Doka. It's kind of getting back to the way they play defense. They had to make some changes in the absence of Smart. You know, you, this is the best defensive team left, best defensive team in the league. You took the defensive player of the year off this team with this injury with Smart. And I think it's important to note that, that Boston giving up 118 directly equates to the fact that Marcus Smart wasn't on the floor. And Miami is so smart in how they approach these things. They absolutely drove a truck through that opening. Yep. So with Smart now coming back tonight, and Brian, I will run this by you, the total in that in that game one out here in Las Vegas and beyond was 203.5, flew over 118-107 final score. Now the adjustment here is 207-207.5. Do we see both teams score 100 points again tonight, or is it going to be a lower-scoring affair? I think it's probably going to be a lower-scoring affair. I would lean towards the under, because I do think what you're going to see happen here, too, is Tempo got a little out of control. Yes, it did. I think it did. And I think Boston's going to want to play this one slower. And Boston generally all season, they have dictated tempo. They dictated tempo certainly throughout the playoffs here. Games have gone at the speed that the Celtics wanted them to go. This one got out of control and did not. The other thing for them is that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Tatum, they rely sometimes almost too much on Tatum to create offensively. And, and I think that that is something they're going to continue to do. Miami's really good defensively. They loaded up on Tatum very well in the second half. But I think that's going to keep a total lower also. Because Boston, to me, listen, they'll score enough to beat Miami. But if they're going to win the series, they're going to win it on the defensive end of the floor. And that's going to lend itself to, I think, lower totals throughout. So the fact that I almost feel like it's a little bit of a sucker's bet, guys. So, you know, that game goes way over on the 203 and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, odds makers face it at 207 and a half which doesn't seem like a lot based upon what it did last game. I would come in under tonight. Yeah. Uh, so Paulie kicked this around here on the show earlier today, Brian, and that is some in the Boston area are suggesting that what happened to Grant Williams in game seven against the Bucks was not like moving forward to this series and beyond. Maybe the worst thing that could have happened because it went to his head, took 18 threes. He played brilliantly. They needed that. He had 27 in that game. But now you see him screaming at the coach on the sideline. He's the media's going to him for a sound bite. He's a very good sound bite. Mic'd up. Mic'd up, taking a lot of shots. Would you buy into that theory at all? There's a little bit there, but I, I, I will tell you this. I've talked to Grant Williams. I've met the kid a handful of times. He's he's generally a pretty grounded, pretty bright kid. I think the worst I don't know that the the taking the eighteen threes was the worst thing that happened to him. Putting a mic on him was the worst thing that happened to him. Mm. And I'm gonna tell you something about Ime Yudoka. He's, I didn't care who's mic'd up. He's not going to coach anybody any differently. And I think Grant Williams may have gone back at Utoka in the way that he did because he knew that he was being heard. And, I, and, I, and that, yeah. that creates a problem for me. And when I, you see these mic'd up situations, guys, I'd much rather see the TV networks do this with veterans who are used to kind of being in these situations and can almost put it out of their minds. Grant Williams is a young player. And that, you know, and again, great kid has it all together. Really, really bright kid, you know, and, and again, I, the strategy that, that Milwaukee undertook in game seven was a strategy I would have undertaken, which is essentially let Williams and white shoot threes. They got burned doing it because Williams hit threes, but it's something I would have, I would have been willing to take my chances with the same way coach Bud did. So I, so there's nothing wrong with that there, but I do think, yeah, there is a little something to that, but I don't necessarily think it had to do with the fact that he hit all those threes. I think he's generally a grounded kid. I think that the mic'd up thing and that he knew everything he said was being heard and almost instead of playing basketball, that forced him into putting on a show, if you know what I mean. Good yeah. point. Yep. Good you can, yep. Brian is a host on SiriusXM, the NBA channel, uh, and hoopscritic.com is the website as well. Follow him on Twitter. He's at NBA. Love talking to you, Brian. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, guys. You too. My pleasure. Yep. Thanks, sir. Picks up on the little things in these games. Brian, yeah. very good at that. With him on the under? I am. Yep. 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 Uh, a four-point adjustment now. Okay. Uh, up next, win some, lose some. This is a very popular way to bet on Major League Baseball. Well, we were asked the question, why can't this be equally as popular in the National Hockey League? I think it should be. We'll tell you what that is coming up next.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Dominance with MLB totals. That's what you get with David the Dominator Hess, one of the top cappers over at Winners and Winers, hitting 63% this year. Small slate, but he picked out a total he loves, and you get it for free by texting VEASAN 320 350 Get the freebie from David. Text VEASAN 320 Let's roll. No bias. You will respect my daughter. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man. As a husband, no agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest man. Here we go, number five. By the time we get to Phoenix, the Suns, by the time the Suns get, uh, I already got this messed up. All right, number five. By the time uh, Phoenix gets to 50, the Suns won't be rising. Game two, uh, uh, game seven of the second round Western Conference series between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns will be one we will remember for a long time. Not because of the high level of play in a series where the home team had won and covered the first six games, but because of the sheer ineptitude of the home squad. The Suns, who won 64 games during the regular season, eight more than any other squad, scored 10 points in the entire second quarter and trailed 57-27 at half at home. The Suns starters combined for just 15 points in the first half, they trailed by as many as 46 in the third quarter and lost 123-90. to Perhaps it wasn't a good idea 
for Chris Paul and Devin Boker, Booker to clown Luka Doncic at the end of a 129-109 Game 2 victory. It was eerily reminiscent of LeBron and D. Wade clowning Dirk in the 2011 NBA Finals. Never a good idea to poke the other team's best player, or any player for that matter. The colossal route begged the question, if this was the worst Game 7 performance of all time, it would be hard to argue against, but here are some of the nominees. 2002 Western Conference Finals, Red Wings 7, Avs 0. Mm. Patrick Waugh gives up 6 and is never really the same after. 2004 American League Championship Series, Game 7, Red Sox 10, Yankees 3. Up 6 nothing after 2, Red Sox complete the comeback from down 3 games to none. 2005 NBA First Round Game 7, Mavs 116, Rockets 76. Rockets missed 27 straight three-pointers in that game. Oh. And the 2019 NLDS Game 5 winner-take-all, Cardinals 13, Braves 1. Braves gives up 10 in the top of the first. Number four, they came to see Alfonso Marquez. The Yankees and Blue Jays opened an important three-game set in the Bronx on Tuesday, May 10th. In the opener, the Jays forged to a 3-0 lead against Luis Severino. In the bottom of the sixth, Jays starter Yusei Kikuchi Aise Tomato ran into trouble and was lifted for reliever Yimi Garcia. Giancarlo Stanton greeted Garcia with a 3-1 home and to right, tying the game at three. Josh Donaldson was next up. After a slider for strike one, a Garcia fastball ran in on Donaldson and hit him on the arm just above the elbow. Donaldson took his elbow putt out and walked to first. After a few glares from the Yankees dugout, we were ready to resume the game. Or were we? Alfonso Marquez, the crew chief, slowly huddled his crew together, and after about 30 seconds of discussion, Marquez ejected Yimi Garcia, and then proceeded to eject Blue Jays manager Charlie Manuel, pitching coach Pete Walker, Nick Nurse, Sheldon Keefe, Argonauts headman Ryan Deadwitty, and seemingly anyone and everyone who coaches in the GTA. Why would Garcia hit anyone, especially someone batting 215, after an 0-1 count and a 3-3 game in the sixth inning? It defies logic. After the game, Alfonso Marquez said that Donaldson and Blue Jays catcher Tyler Heineman had exchanged words earlier in the game, and they were, quote, strong words. Are you kidding me? Guys chirp at each other all game long. We are now going to use this as proof of intent. As we said two weeks ago when no hyperbole forced a Dan Bellino apology to Mad Bum, Major League Baseball needs to get control of its umpires. They are acting more like Supreme Court justices with lifetime appointments to the game. Number three, if a Major League Baseball series is played and no one sees it, the Padres and Braves played a terrific series last weekend in Atlanta, or so I'm told. The Padres scored four in the ninth Friday night to win 11-6. Braves won 6-5 on Saturday, and the Padres won the rubber game 7-3 in 11 innings on Sunday morning. The series was broadcast on a different platform each and every game. Apple TV Plus on Friday night, cable TV on Saturday, and Peacock on Sunday. It's hard enough to get folks to watch or attend baseball games in a competitive market for people's entertainment dollars and time. And now Major League Baseball has added the impediment of an addition to ludicrous blackout policies, broadcast platforms that people don't have access to or can't find. Apple TV had purchased the rights to broadcast two Major League Baseball games every Friday. For now, there is no subscription fee for viewers. For now. But how many diehard baseball fans can find Apple TV? Remember, the average age of a person who identifies as a baseball first fan is 53, as compared to the average age of the 31 that identify NBA as their favorite sport. And Peacock, the spinoff of NBC, is broadcasting one game every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific. That's 90 minutes ahead of any other scheduled game on the weekend the entire year. Peacock is currently subscribed in approximately 20 million homes in the U.S., less than one-fifth. And get this, it's not available commercially. Sportsbooks and bars can't get a Peacock subscription. Believe me, we tried. So despite our partnership with the Padres, we couldn't even show Sunday's game against the Braves on these massive screens right behind me. Rob Manfred continues to find ways to spread this game to less people. Simply amazing. Number two, 25 to life for Michelle Tafoya. Michelle Tafoya, the former Sunday Night Football sideline reporter, did the unthinkable. She crafted a tweet suggesting that Angels broadcast of the game where Shohei Otani hit his 100th Major League Baseball home run, home run was a bit over the top, and I'm not sure she'll be able to show her face in public ever again. To give some context, after the 100th home run, the ball was retrieved and brought up to the booth. The telecast repeatedly cut to shots of the baseball and talked about it for innings after the home run. Tafoya's tweet said, quote, Enough of the Otani baseball chatter. It didn't say enough of Otani. But we shan't let the facts get in the way. 
Media outlets and Twitter warriors were tripping over themselves to attack DeFoy as a racist for not appreciating and acknowledging that Otani's 100th home run ball was akin to manna drop from heaven by God himself. America is no longer a marketplace of ideas. It's a republic of groupthink. Will I be shunned at dinner parties if I point out that Otani has the best hitter in baseball, Mike Trout, protecting him in the lineup? Will I be banned from the PTA for mentioning that in a starting pitching rotation by all objective accounts lacks depth, Shohei only pitches every seventh day? Those thoughts simply aren't acceptable in today's America. Book should take down the AL MVP prop. It's over. Babe Ruth wins it again. Number one, I don't believe what I just heard. There are certain occasions I get texts from many people on the same day. Christmas, my birthday, Father's Day, or when Lisa Hextall calls a nationally televised hockey game. My phone blew up on consecutive nights as Hextall called first the Kings at Oilers Game 5 and next the Stars at Flames Game 5 on, of course, ESPN. The text asks, are you listening to this game? Who is calling this game? And, of course, how could this happen? Most folks, from friends to casual acquaintances, chose to mute the TV if they continued to watch. How bad was it? Well, we have a sample of Lisa Hextall on a hockey game. It's Kempe, Kempe, moving on in, takes the shot, and he slides it home! The inane statements like, nothing happens in this game that Connor McDavid doesn't make happen. Lisa, the Oilers were down 3-1. to one. What are you talking about? And the shrieking on every goal call. Imagine if Hextall were calling the FA Cup final at on Saturday at Wembley. She might have passed out after 11 consecutive successful penalty kicks to decide the cup. I want to know who at ESPN listened to Lisa Hextall and decided she is the best person to do play-by-play on a nationally televised Stanley Cup playoff game. It's unfathomable. You can pick any junior high in the country, and the kid on the PA at the basketball or football games is better than Lisa Hextall. She makes Tiffany Green sound like Doris Burke. And that is no hyperbole. Okay. I don't understand your Otani stance. It's baffling. What? what it don't last you, it's, last it's, year too. It's, it's, we've never seen this it's before. So over the top. How can this guy be two to one to win the MVP? You should bet everything you have. Unless he gets hurt, he's winning the MVP. He's the greatest thing anyone has ever seen in baseball. He's Babe Ruth. You what? cannot criticize him. Well, Babe Ruth didn't even do this though. But you cannot criticize him. You can't say anything. Okay, so you're, this is all tongue in cheek with you. It's not really tongue in cheek. I'm not saying he's he's not doing something nobody's done. Right. But if you criticize Shohei Otani and you don't think that he's the greatest hitter, he's the fourth best hitter on the team, Mitch. Do people say that he's the best hitter on the team? But I honestly they don't t- know they, the answer to that. Well, if they talk about him being Babe Ruth, I think Babe Ruth was better than the fourth best hitter on his team. Well, I think they talk about him being Babe Ruth because he hits any pitches. And we've never seen that before. But, it's been 100 years. But people, well, you know... Al, uh, Pujols pitched the ninth inning. Is he now the leading candidate for the NL MVP? If Dave Kingman on, was the second best starter on the Cubs in the late 70s, would he have won an MVP? Same strikeout rate, same contact rate. Right, so if, if Otani does the same thing that he did last year, or his numbers come down a little bit batting, but he's better as a pitcher, he doesn't deserve it? I'm not saying it, but it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, he's twenty. Okay. He's a 20-to-1 favorite. Is he that much better than Vlad Guerrero? Is okay. he that much more valuable? So that's what you're saying, is that there's no, no way no just, it's, it's, be 2-to-1. That's the group thing, is that you yeah. can't think of that anybody. Don't dare. How could you say Aaron Judge could be the MVP? He can't be. Well, Otani is the most valuable player. I agree with you on that. It should not be over with at this point. But it really is. I mean, he's minus 140 in some markets now. He's that low? That low, and it's, uh, we're a month into the season. I didn't see that. Wow, okay. It's it's varied. There's there's markets offshore. He's he's a negative number already. All right, up next in pocket plays. Uh, Mike is going to fire on Shohei to win the MVP. I am, and uh, <laughs> he'll explain some <laughs> of the benefits one. of working for Circa owner Derek Stevens. Coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. VEASAN Spring Specials here, $59. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Adam Burke's Daily Best Bets in MLB. Von Tobel on the NBA Playoffs. Andy McNeil, Stanley Cup Playoffs. If you want the full VEASAN experience, the Daily Best Bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly. Use of the betting tools, the live video stream, whenever you want it. It costs $59. Subscribe through July 31st. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash spring. All right. Uh, let's close here. A little Major League Baseball as the great Matt Baskersian joins the program now. Major League Baseball Network. little pregame spread action coming up a little bit later on today. 
Maddie, good to talk to you again. How are you? Hey, guys. Doing okay. Why is it every time I, I, um, I'm on you guys' show on Skype, I get hit with a bunch of spams from dating services as soon as I hang <laughs> up? I want to say you're, you have something to do with that, Paul. <laughs> Paulie's fault? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine tracking Paul's phone, for t- getting a hold of his phone, getting the password, getting in, and looking what he's checked out the last, like, three days? Oh, oh my God. Ooh. It would be a fascinating read. I mean, that's like having access to the Dead Sea Scrolls. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> God, teenage optimism and strawberry ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. All right. Okay. So we've kicked this around like two or three times today. This report came out yesterday about Juan Soto, uh, you know, how he would change the entire future market if he would, you know, get dealt. Uh, two of the teams I was reading last night that uh, would have the most interest at this point anyway, if he is dealt, would be the Blue Jays and the Padres. Are you buying this? Could they really deal like one of the best players in baseball only at the age of 23? Yeah, I'm buying it. Um, I, I, I wouldn't endorse it, but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. Um, you know, I heard what Mike Palm had to say after his lengthy shout out to every affiliate city on the Visa network. Um, <laughs> and and it, it was interesting. I mean, honestly, like Mackenzie Gore, Gore and Abrams, or what, that's not enough, man. No, I mean, you're not. talking no, about no, no. a generational talent. And if you think about the motivation for the Nationals, okay, so maybe the rebuild is going to be long, as you brought up with Mike earlier this morning. That's the kind of thing that a team does when they're trying to clear the decks. And why are they trying to clear the decks? I mean, is there continuity there on an ownership basis? I I don't, like, how would you trade a still controllable generational talent like that? Maybe if he gets closer to the expiration date on the contract, it's one thing, but it's it's weird. I I question why they're doing that if in fact it's real. Mitch asked me earlier about could you you still take Nestor to win the Cy Young? Do you think there's value with Cortez or some other guys now? There's a lot of guys are off to hot starts. Yeah, I know there's an article on MLB.com this morning about the five uh, front runners for each Cy Young award in each league. Verlander's the chalk on every site, and I saw him on Monday as short as plus five hundred, and I, I I love that because he has been unbelievable this year. Nestor's a great story, and mm-hmm. I love the kid. I love the stuff. I love watching him pitch. But Verlander has the comeback narrative. Look, there's only been 10 guys that have ever come back from Tommy John at age 37 or older. He's 39, and he's the only true power pitcher in that group, and he starts every five-plus days. Uh, he goes again tomorrow. Four of his five wins, by the way, have been by more than a run. So, you know, lay the run and a half, play the Astros when Verlander pitches, and sit back and enjoy. Yeah, he's my guy for AL Cy Young. Mm, very right? good. Okay. How about, are you concerned about the Blue Jays and the Mariners off to slow starts? Could there be value moving forward? I think so, because once they clear this, uh, this stretch of schedule, and Toronto hasn't been bad. They just haven't run away and pounded people the way they thought people thought. And Seattle still kind of limping under 500. I got this. I wrote this down for the show here. Did a little show prep for you guys. Seattle starting next week. Nine of their next 12 against Oakland, Baltimore, and and the Rangers. Okay. Uh, and Toronto, first half of June, they get Kansas City, Detroit, and Baltimore. So, you know, the, the traditional number in baseball is 40 games. You know who you are after 40 games. And we all think back to that 84 Tigers team that started 35-5. and five, And as it turned out, they were that good. So Toronto and Seattle, they're still a little shy of the 40-game mark, but we're getting awfully close. I'd say by the middle of June, if they haven't picked it up, there'd be more concern than there is now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, and I think you're going to be objective here as well. But doing the Angel games, have you seen enough to say at this point that they're a playoff team? Yes, yes and yes. Uh, they have the components. It's, it's all there. Uh, little implosion with Syndergaard in Texas this week, yep. and they didn't have a particularly good series. Bullpen caved in yesterday, but they have every component. And I'll say this, you say it for every team, just like Palm uh, mentioned with the Yankees, they don't have a great bottom of the lineup. Well, with the with the Angels, everybody has to stay healthy. And you can say that about any postseason caliber club. When they have everybody going right, one through five, uh, Ward, Trout, Otani, Rendon Walsh that's as good a top half of a lineup as there is in baseball not just in the AL West so I like what they did beefing up the bullpen and yes I think they're real this year yeah okay 
So you have on Ariel Epstein on pregame spread quite often, uh, and she's really good with the K props. What are some of the keys that you look for uh, when it comes to betting the individual player props with their strikeouts um, and guys that you've been monitoring this year that are either good to the over or to the under? Yeah, I, I have not been as good as I should be on these, but because I, I fall in love with guys that I see from my own uh, self. And when I put my eyes on Garrett Whitlock, I think, good Lord, how does this guy not strike out eight or nine a night? And I'd advocate his over every time. He was four and a half last last time out, and he, and he fell under the number. Um, you know, one of the things I look at, though, is day-night splits. Uh, there are some guys with bigger strikeout totals in the afternoon, and your guy Nestor Cortez is one of them. You can get him on a Sunday or a Saturday day game, bang that over. Uh, but, but here's the rub on this. A lot of people like to jump on the strikeout number early to get the best of the number. And I hear you guys talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. For me, I need to see the lineup and yeah. I need to see who's in there or not. It's it's you know, today you got Texas and Houston and Framber Valdez hasn't really cranked up the huge strikeout totals yet. He's probably going to open it around five and a half against the Texas lineup that doesn't strike out as much as you'd think. But if somebody's getting the day in that lineup, uh, that's going to that's gonna be worth the strikeout or two. I know a lot of guys that pitched in the big leagues that go through an opposing lineup and they'll say, where can I go if I get in trouble for a, with a strikeout? You know, today you got an early start. You got Mets Cardinals today. Chris Bassett, who, by the way, I love for NL Cy Young still. He's not even listed as a top five guy. And at the end of the year, he's going to have close to 20 wins you watch. Wow. But if Tyler O'Neill isn't in the Cardinals lineup today for some reason, that's going to be worth a minus a strikeout or two on his total. So I, mm. I, I advocate waiting until you see a lineup, even though you pay a bigger premium. The, the perils of uh, also betting like overnight numbers. I, I can go back to the Angels when Detmers had that no hitter. I, mm. bet, I bet the Angels on the overnight, Matt, before that game even started, because Otani was taking on your boy McClanahan the next day. It was minus 120 or so. I thought it was a great number on Otani because he was so hot on the mound. But the next day, after they you know scored like 12 runs, they were hitting bombs all over the park. Trout has the day off. I'm like, oh, that, that number sucks now. That's no good. And mm. yeah, sure as you know what, they got beat. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Opposing lineup matters. And I know there's a lot of just devotees of the number that don't care. But I don't even know how they can put a number out before you see a lineup. To me, that's a big deal. Two minutes left. We were talking about this yesterday. The way to go, I think, you're good with the strikeout props and, and the total base props. I can't believe some of these numbers, how low they are with guys to hit home runs. I mean, they're not hitting 60, you know, not like 60, 65 a year. It's like two, 253 to one for these big names to go deep. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, I don't know how these books can figure that, figure that that's a, that's a worthy bet. Um, so, you know, let's take Vlad Guerrero Jr., for example. He had 48 homers last year and 600 at bats. This year, he's homering every 19 to 20 plate appearances. You mean to tell me that that's, you're going to give me plus 240? That he'll hit a home run? The highest act in the sport? Plus 240? If we're not talking at least 4 to 1 on a home run prop, mm -hmm. you can stuff it. And these books should be ashamed of themselves. They're, they're preying on amateur players to try to jump in there on those numbers uh, thinking there's value there. There isn't. Stay away from that stuff. Yeah, yeah. For, for most of the big-name batters, you're exactly right. The value is just not there on a day-in and day-out basis to bet a home run prop. Agreed. And total base is the same way. You're going to give me plus 115 on somebody having more than one-and-a-half total bases. And, the, you know, the player thinks, the gamer thinks, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a double. Sure. You know how hard it is to hit a double? Yeah, right. It's not that easy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Spot on. Uh, great stuff as yeah. always, my man. You're the best. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. See, I'll be I'll be looking at my phone for all the uh, solicitations I get from Match.com now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, sign. Yeah, get out. What, whatever you do, do not connect with Paulie via Skype because then it's all over with. <laughs> I, I think your phone automatically goes up in flames at that point. <laughs> you go, I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Good fun. All right, we'll see you soon. John he, Daly threw seven. He almost had an eagle on the last hole. He's two under. He just missed an eagle. They said Shoffley's two under. Zalator, same thing. He missed a birdie before. The kid could be five under. This is fun. Good what? leaderboard. Yeah. Tiger birdie number one. All right. How about the Bassett stuff he threw in there? Uh, that was kind of like under the that radar. Was, uh, I didn't yeah. see that coming. Right. He's got, mark my words, 20, 20 wins. wins for Bassett end of the year. That, they're they're going to need that with the injuries. Now. Big move on the overnight number with him today taking on Dakota yes. Hudson.
All right, that's it for us today. Uh, enjoy everything today. Uh, NBA, NHL playoff action. The PGA. We're back tomorrow, 7 Eastern. See you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.